Sip, Create, Repeat, a podcast where makers meet marketers and share their stories. So fill up your cup and turn it up. Welcome back to another episode of the Sip, Create, Repeat podcast. I am your host, Chris Schneider. And I am also your host, Pat Rauta. And today we are going to be, we're, we're coming to you remote. Uh, this is going to be a little bit different than normal. We're not in the office with our like cool green wall. Uh, this is kind of like our, our you know, pandemic edition, our first uh, shot at like uh, a podcast remote right now, uh, given the circumstances. So uh, today we want to talk to you a little bit about uh, ways that people can shift into remote work, but also uh, some of the needs for some of the other uh, industries that are out there, because there are plenty of businesses that are struggling right now that still need to kind of push forward and figure things out. Uh, and then talk about some of the ways that people are innovating right now, uh, because I think if there's one thing to note, uh, it's that times like this is when innovation uh, really takes hold uh, because people are kind of forced to innovate. And I do think that, uh, you know, we're seeing a lot of that right now. And I'm really interested to see the long term effects of that. So uh, let's go ahead and dive right in. Yeah. So I think, you know, one of the things we kind of want to dive into is, I mean, we we set ourselves up to be remote you know, from the start, we kind of got the office after we were already able to mm -hmm. kind of run the way everyone's running now. So just like, I think we want to share a few of like the tips that we have for, um, you know, balancing home and work when you're working from home all the time. And I think Chris, you can really attest to this even more so because, you know, you have three kids at home. <laughs> it's a little bit easier. It's a little bit easier for me. You know, it's just me and my dog. So that's about <laughs> it. But, uh, you know, how, like, what are some tips for you balancing that home life when you're dealing with kids and, uh, your wife and them needing stuff all the time from you, but you also are like, Hey, I need to get some work done. Sure. So uh, for those that don't know, and most probably don't, uh, when we took Duo full time, I was actually a full time stay at home dad at the same time, uh, which was challenging. Um, so for those of you that are uh, forced to work from home right now, but also are trying to be that stay at home parent, uh, we yeah, I get it. Um, I've been there. The big thing. So for me is like I need to have a structure to my days. A lot of times right now, people are just kind of winging it, right? They're just waking up and then just kind of going about their day. Like I find that structure in my day helps a lot. Uh, I try to get up early, uh, whether I exercise or I try to dive right into work either or. Um, but I try to set aside a specific amount of time. Uh, back when the kids wouldn't wake up until maybe, you know, 8 a.m., I would try to get up at 6 and try to get, a, you know, an hour and a half, two hours worth of work in and then go about my day with the kids and then nap times. Uh, that's when you got to pour that extra cup of coffee because you're, you're usually kind of tired by that point, but you have to kind of uh, just kind of bunker down and, and get to it. Uh, what winds up happening right now is a lot of times uh, your what, what was downtime is now going to be work time. Uh, but don't be afraid to, to, to take breaks. Uh, that was one of the biggest things I learned. Uh, you know, when you work in an office environment, you have kind of natural pauses in your day or, or you say like, okay, I just need to walk away from this for a little bit. What ends up happening when you're at home is you don't do that. You just like heads down and you just go, 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 especially if you're on these like really broken up, uh, you know, work periods or working hours in your day. Don't be afraid to take breaks. Don't be afraid to walk around. Don't be afraid to do some of that. What I would advise is like try to keep the TV off if you can. Uh, try to avoid some of those bigger distractions. But like if you're allowed to wherever it is that you are, 
uh, watching this right now, but if you're allowed to like take a walk, um, just kind of clear your head in whatever way you need to. That way you can come back into your work really refreshed and, and ready to maximize the time because it's the big thing is your time's going to be less. So it's more important that you're really focused during those times. So I think, you know, another big thing is we've utilized a lot of, of different, um, like tools, you know, different platforms, different mm-hmm. software, all sorts of different things to, to also keep us optimized along with that time management that you're talking about. Cause it's obviously a huge part, but you know, I think there are a handful of great tools that we have. I know one of the, the big ones that we're recording this on right now is zoom and zoom has been huge. Uh, like it's, I just saw recently that it's the second most downloaded mobile app only behind TikTok right now, which is insane to think about. I'm not sure exactly, you know, why everyone has just found Zoom to be the darling over like Google Hangouts and things like that, but uh, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I think uh, for for me, uh, the one thing I've noticed is Zoom is just so easy. Like, uh, I don't know, even if you don't have the software on your computer or on your phone, if you click a link, it'll have you download it so fast. They don't ask for a ton of stuff. You don't have to have like a specific account. For those that don't have Google accounts, you get on a Hangout. It's like always been a bit of a fight. So I think Zoom just makes it really easy. But I also know that right now, you know, uh, my wife is a teacher and right now with educators, I believe Zoom is free uh, or heavily discounted. I don't recall off the top of my head. So a lot of teachers are having to utilize it in that way to try to connect with their students again as they try to figure out the whole distance learning, uh, you know, ecosystem that they're now in. So I don't know. Zoom is it's awesome. It it's allowed us to keep uh, in touch with our team as we've grown our team. Uh, it's been growing in more and more remote ways. We have uh, team members that are in the UK. We have team members in New York or New York area. Uh, We also have some down in Columbus. So people are really kind of scattered out uh, and rarely are they actually in our office, yet we don't uh, seem to really miss a beat when it comes to working remote. Yeah, I think if anything, we've kind of leaned even more into it, trying to utilize uh, Zoom in more ways that probably everyone else is, where we're trying to like host these like virtual happy hours and things just with not just our team, but also like clients or, you know, other friends that are maybe working from home now or freelancers that may be working on their own, all kinds of things like that. So I think it's been awesome. Uh, and it's been a huge help, especially in a time like this. Yeah. I mean that, that loss of like human touch, um, has been, it's, it's painful. Uh, but being able to maybe just say, Hey, let's have a happy hour. Let's not talk necessarily about work. Let's not talk about some of those things, but let's just kind of hang out. And it's been fun. Uh, it's been fun to, to hear, the different experiences that people are going through right now uh, with this, because as we know, I, I feel like state by state, city by city, country by country, um, it's different for everyone right now. Definitely. Um, and I think, you know, another tool that has been very effective for us, obviously, is, you know, Google, the entire Google platform, right? You know, our all of our working files, things that we're sharing between people all the time, they're all stored up on Google's cloud, easily accessed for all of us. So it's not, you know, it really hasn't limited us in any way, shape or form, not being in the same actual physical spot, at least you and me. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, our outline for this very podcast, uh, at one point we were both in there working, trying to, uh, get some of that stuff organized, some of our thoughts organized, but we've, we do that with our entire team. Um, 
being able to kind of real time work through a doc and leave comments directly into a document and they just get emailed as soon as there's a comment drop that references them. Um, I think it's really big, really important. It syncs really fast. Uh, so, you know, if I save a file to Google Drive, I know that within a couple of minutes, you're going to be able to pull it up uh, and work on it yourself. So I just think they've, they've done a really good job of uh, doing that and it's helped us collaborate even more. Uh, I think another big tool that we started using a lot is Loom. I think it's a great way for us to communicate with our team members to give instant feedback, but also to like show them kind of what's going on. You know, it's, it's a screen recording platform that allows you to record audio and video over top of it and explain stuff. So, um, especially in our world when it's a lot of visuals, things like that, it's a, it's a great tool that, uh, will let you communicate your thoughts quickly, concisely, and provide like a great little video file for someone to look at and digest. Yeah, I mean, I know for a fact that if there's any educators out there, uh, they are doing free plans for uh, educators. And I think they reduced all of their plan prices 50% right now uh, during this pandemic crisis uh, because they understand how important their software can be uh, for uh, people that are all of a sudden finding themselves in these like really broken up teams where everyone's working remote. But yeah, I mean, just last night I, I had, you know, 10 or 15 minutes to hop on and try to get a little bit of work done. And I thought, okay, what is the best way to spend my time? And I needed to provide feedback to our team about a website build that we're doing. And instead of writing up a big, huge email that might be misunderstood, I just hopped on the site and created a loom. Um, and just kind of walked through my process, walked through my kind of mental uh, thoughts there. And what wound up happening is I think they can watch that whenever they want, because if there's one thing right now, and this is to employers, this is to people maybe dealing with uh, contractors, if you're uh, working with other clients that are also trying to, you know, navigate these waters right now is people are going to work at weird times. Um, and you can't be discouraged by that. They're trying to find their norm right now. They're trying to find what is going to work best for them right now. Uh, I don't know that any of our team is ever on at the exact same time unless we specifically ask them to be on all together right now. Um, all that you can do is say, hey, you know, let me know when you're going to get this done. So Loom is a great way for us to be able to provide our thoughts like they were in our office, like they were with us and we were having a small meeting, but they can then put the, the kind of, you know, things into uh, place whenever they get around to it. Yeah. And I think, you know, another sort of, and it's not really so much a tool, but I think this is just sort of almost goes to like remote team building. It mm -hmm. was something we started actually a long time ago, uh, is we really like utilize Snapchat as just like a social platform for our team, right? Because of the fact that, yeah, when you're working in an office with someone all the time, it's great. You can actually build up some camaraderie. They let you know about what's going on in their life, things like that. But you know, when, when you don't have that interaction on mm -hmm. a daily basis, what is it that you can do to kind of share you know, more about you on a, on a human personal level. And I think, you know, we, we created like a duo Snapchat where it's like, we basically just send pictures of puppies and kids <laughs> and fun things like that. And it's, it's an awesome way to kind of, to break up the work side of work and get to know your team on a, on a, a more personal level, especially when you're remote. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, I, I love whenever we get 
snaps in that group. Uh, I love whenever, um, you know, someone is willing to share some of their personal life with us because I do think it helps get us all a little bit closer together. And I agree. I think people can lean on that a little bit right now too uh, and just see like what sort of relationships can you build when you are not all in the office together, right? Uh, and I feel like we've done a, a pretty good job uh, of building relationships with our team by using Snapchat. 100%. I think a big thing that obviously has come of this is it's highlighted the need for a ton of businesses to either quickly set up, invest, do whatever they have to in e-commerce. So, um, you know, Talk a little bit about just like what you've kind of seen from some businesses that maybe weren't traditionally e-com based that have now had to find ways to uh, either get product or food or do sales in some other non-traditional way because they don't have the face-to-face interaction with their customers right now. Yeah, so uh, we've seen a lot of people spin up these random Shopify stores. And for those that are listening that don't know what Shopify is... It's one of the easiest ways to build an e-commerce website. Uh, the beauty of Shopify right now is they're actually, they took their 30-day trial and they extended it to 90 days. Um, so if you've never had an online store and you're nervous about like, man, I don't know if I want to put any money on like a monthly recurring thing, which it's it's pretty affordable. Um, but even then, uh, they allowed it to be 90 days out, which is awesome. So... We've seen restaurants uh, sell gift cards uh, where people just uh, can go on. A lot of small businesses are doing that right now where they just people can go online and buy gift cards to try to support their favorite businesses. Um, but also there's some places that will get on first thing in the morning and they will put like their today's menu right on their website. And then you can pick and choose what you want, order it, and then they'll, they'll try to have it ready for you at a specific time. Uh, I think right now people should focus on some sort of online store. It's kind of the one area that these small businesses can still operate. Um, And I think uh, by getting a little bit creative and by building something uh, that might be non-traditional, I think it actually would work pretty well for them and it allows their customers to still engage with them, which is is pretty awesome. Yeah, and I I think a huge, huge thing that's been identified in all this is actually like how you shouldn't have all your eggs in one basket. And I think that goes not only just for, you know, your sales pipelines and things like that, but it also even goes for, you know, I mean, we are a digital marketing agency. So we, you know, push all kinds of different platforms. You know, what happens if one day Facebook's just gone and all of your eggs were in the Facebook basket? You know, I think this is just provided people an opportunity to kind of take a look at their businesses all the way around and say, hey, maybe I was focusing way too much here and wasn't ready for to make a quick pivot. And now I'm kind of in a tough situation. So uh, I think it's been it's been probably pretty eye opening to a lot of businesses on uh, finding ways to kind of evolve for the future. Mm -hmm. And and I think uh, those places are going to automatically see like, oh, that's an online store that's going to cost a ton of money. Right. And there are ways that you can get online stores built super efficiently. Um, but I think Shopify is probably going to be the easiest platform for people to to even try to DIY it. Uh, and I think a lot of people could find some success, especially if you have a little bit of technical ability. 
um, you know how to use a computer pretty well, uh, then I think they can spin something up and get something running. And obviously we're here to help. We've put packages together for small businesses that are kind of working through these things right now. Um, we're always here to help and, and try to help these people out and get creative with them. Because uh, one thing about times like this is there's some people that uh, they're almost numb right now. They can't think. They can't think of creative solutions. Uh, they can't think of new ideas because they're so focused on the fact that they lost this like, you know, main portion of their business. Uh, but we can we can help come up with some of those creative ideas for uh, people as well. You know, it, even a lot of businesses probably are going to be going the route of, you know, taking some sort of relief from the government during this. And so I think finding even creative ways to maybe not only a you want to keep the business afloat and keep people paid and things like that but also is there a way that you can take some of that and invest in your company for the future and you know invest in you know if another god forbid another thing like this were to happen how can you be prepared for it in the future yeah i think um you know one of the big things that we always try to push to people especially because we we usually specialize in a lot of e-commerce uh, work here, one big thing we try to push to people is running Facebook ads and running them consistently. Uh, and the reason being is because Facebook ads can help build audiences in multiple different ways. Um, they can build audiences that you could retarget down the road, but they can also help build your email list. And your email list, for those that were fortunate enough to build a pretty good size email list right now, you're able to tap into those emails without actually having, you know, having to spend like a lot of money out of pocket to do it. Uh, usually you have like a monthly fee with whoever your email marketing company is, but that's it. And you can send as many emails as you want to where those that have to continue to build their audiences from Facebook, it's kind of that pay to play. It is an advertising platform. So uh, they have to pay a little bit of money to, um, you know, kind of get that audience in front of them. And, and along with that pay to play right now, like what, uh, what have you been seeing? I think people will be interested to know what are you seeing on that ad side? You know, how has this affected things like ad spend on Facebook and different social networks like that? It's actually really exciting. Uh, if you have the means to be able to spend uh, right now, it is a, a really exciting uh, time and it, there's a lot of opportunity there. Uh, there's a, a measurement out there on Facebook that's called CPM. It's basically cost per 1,000 people that view your ad. So it's a pretty uh, significant measurement when you're trying to understand how much uh, your ads are going to cost you. So uh, right now we have, we've seen uh, CPMs be uh, around 40% lower than what they were just a week ago. Uh, if this continues you know, on that trend, you could see 50 or 60% reduction in CPMs. So what that means is now like, you know, your maybe $200 advertisement might go a lot further right now than it would have just a week or two ago. So um, we've been communicating with a lot of our clients to double down on their ad spend right now, even if it means that they're, that they have, don't have a lot of sales. Uh, because what, what winds up happening is you're building an audience and I think that's really, really awesome. Um, and I think that's a really effective way to spend your money right now. You might not see a direct ROI at the moment, uh, but you are going to be able to retarget that traffic down the road. So uh, like one thing we're doing is we're sending people saying, hey, you know, view our website so that the objective is for them to go to uh, our client's website. 
And then what we're doing here in, you know, two, three, four months, whenever hopefully this thing is, you know, settled down and life is getting back to whatever our new normal is, we can run a, a new campaign based on traffic that is visiting the website right now. And what we have found is that it's actually a really, really effective way to run ads because oftentimes people aren't purchasing uh, the very first time they see ads. Yeah, I mean, I think if you are able to capitalize, it is a huge opportunity to capitalize right now. I, I saw, you know, an article on somewhere that was saying, you know, the CEO of Verizon is seeing a 20% web traffic week over week increase. So there are a lot of engaged eyeballs that are staring at their screens right now because they're cooped up inside. So if you have the means to spend to at least start building that, you know, that brand equity that, you know, when people start to like spend and spend again, you were you were able to take advantage of it now when the eyeballs are on you. Yeah. And I think one thing to keep in mind for those that are like have been running ads or have ads running for a long time or for those of you that are going to be spinning up new ads or working with uh, ads companies, just make sure that you kind of audit your messaging. Right. Be very careful about your messaging right now. Uh, there's a lot of people that are in a, in a pretty rough place. And so uh, just make sure that you're you're mindful of that. Uh, I think keep your ethics intact. I think, um, you know, now more than ever, have a little bit of empathy in your message. Uh, I think authenticity is huge right now. Uh, everyone's kind of going through the same stuff. Uh, and so if you're trying to sell your widgets and you're trying to really push, push, push on people, uh, they might actually have some backlash against your brand. So I uh, really kind of try to focus on uh, little things. I saw an ad for Tom's, the shoe, uh, you know, designer, manufacturer. I don't even know. It was shoe company. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they are right now, a lot of their ads are pushing towards uh, like slippers, right? Because a lot of people are staying at home. And so it says, uh, you know, working from home question mark. And then it just has a picture of like some really comfy looking slippers. And guess what? Now I want to buy some new slippers because, yeah, I am working from home and I have hardwood floors. And here in Cleveland, it's still kind of cold out. So um, I think those are good ways to go about it. I think those are really great ways to go about it. I just had a conversation earlier today with a guy that runs a hat company here in Cleveland. And I noticed a lot of their posts have uh, dropped off significantly. I don't see as much ads from them right now. And I reached out to him and just said like, hey, it's actually a good time to be a hat company because none of us can get haircuts from our barbers right now, right? Um, you know, if I, this is the first time I've not had a hat on in the two weeks. Um, and I just cut this myself, so I won't be I won't go too close on it and I won't zoom in too much, but um, it's actually a good time to be a hat manufacturer right now. And so I told him, I said, maybe, maybe be a little playful in your messaging, say stuff like, Hey, uh, you know, we understand the barber shut down. We've got you covered. Right. And like stuff like that. And I think, um, you know, even use a funny coupon code, like, you know, barbershop or something, um, could be really good for an apparel company that sells hats. So absolutely. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to be living in a hat for the foreseeable future because I was, I was scheduled to get my haircut the day that Ohio decided to actually close all of the barbershop salons and all that. So I was already at my four weeks and we'll just let it go as long as long as we have to. So Pat's going to have some really long, luscious hair by the time this whole thing's all done. <laughs> Honestly, it's probably very true. Right. One of the other things um, that I think uh, 
uh, this isn't even directed towards the e-commerce stores, but they should be tapping into this right now. Uh, For those businesses out there that have big email lists, you need to go all in on them. If you do not have an email list that you consider big, everyone's going to consider big a little bit different, right? Uh, Some people will think like 200 people, that's a huge email list for them. Very good. Uh, Some people 10,000, 20,000. We have a client that has 92,000 subscribers on an email list. Right now, we are really making an effort to tap into that list and to send out emails. Now, same thing on the ad side, same thing on the Facebook posts side or social media posts. Have some empathy, keep your ethics intact. Um, But what I was, you know, some of the messaging that we put out is, um, you know, there are flexible payment options available for those that need it or those that want it. Um, But also we detailed that the flexible payment provider that they use is actually doing a lot of this kind of like COVID-19 relief right now where they understand if you can't make a payment or two, there's not late fees, there's none of that stuff. Um, So I think you have to tap into this uh, email world. Email was invented forever ago, it seems, but it's still the most reliable way to reach people and it's still the most reliable way um, to turn, you know, potential customers into new customers. I think that's a that's a good point you you bring up you know about uh people being sort of transparent too in this time like in their you know you're you you were talking about um uh lenders or like the you know those those people out there that are gonna say hey we understand that you know there's some tough times and you're you might not be able to make your payments so they're being a little flexible people I think what companies also need to do is they they need to let their their customers know hey shipping delays may happen you know our stores shut down so if we're not as readily available to to get on the phone or something like that because they weren't maybe set up to be completely remote just yet and they're still kind of figuring out i think you know now more than ever people are realizing like hey we're all humans and we get it and there's some things that are more important than others and uh you know if that amazon prime package can't get here in two days you know what it's not going to be the end of the world and it'll be all right yeah, definitely. I think um, I would rather know that it's going to be late versus expecting something to be there in just a couple of days and then go and like, hey, where's that Where's that widget that I bought? Where's that thing that I bought? Uh, and I think that's, that's always good. I would prefer transparency, especially right now. Um, transparency is going to be huge right now. And if you can, uh, you know, tap into that as a business, I do think it'll pay off for you both in the short term and the long term. Absolutely. Uh, so I think, you know, that's kind of just our take on a lot of this. Um, you know, we hope you guys found some value in whatever we're talking about, uh, and enjoyed a little bit of just our take on, you know, the work from home quarantine lifestyle now. So, uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, uh, on wherever you get your podcasts. Also be sure to follow us on social at duo Cleveland all over the place. You know, we have a bunch of stuff that'll be coming out, uh, while we're all cooped up at home too. So, Uh, Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. See ya.